Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. I'm happy to be here in Seattle. Uh, I spent one year with the Giants, and so uh, that year to me was like a blur. And, uh, you know, my life has moved on from then. Uh, I don't have any remorse towards anyone there. Uh, in fact, you know, this to me, this game was for Ben McAdoo and Jerry Reese. They believed in me. And so as far as, you know, any other thing, I don't really care for it. Mike Smith, I got to tell you, a story that will get me. And first of all, good to see you. Great to see you. Good to see you too. You great look great. Great, great T-shirt. I like what you're doing there. I like what you're doing there. Uh, with the, the glasses. Okay. I mean, it's complimenting the. Is that a jean shirt? Uh, Ish. It's not intentional. Not not intentional. Not intentional. It's like it's, it's not a, a, is that a jean. You bring it back to okay. No, it looks good. It's just blue. You look good. You look it's good. You marked it good. Is this blue? Okay. Appreciate yeah. you. Look, right. you marked it good. You marked it good. <laughs> you marked it good. Shout out. Shout out Hank trap. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I- I'm telling you, Mike, a story that will get me every time is is a story like Geno Smith's. There's so many, there's so many lessons in this story. As the great most deaf said, there's one universal law, but two sides to every story. And so that's Gino, really, because when he got to New York, he got as a second round pick with the New York Jets. He came into, as we know, in retrospect, he came into like a losing situation. You know, the Jets have been the same for a long time, but it was a losing situation for him. The team was getting older. His number one receiver, uh, Santonio Holmes at the time, was past his prime, getting close to retirement. Rex Ryan was getting close to his time uh, at the end of the Jets semi run uh, at the top of the uh, AFC. He did, offensive linemen were retiring. He was set up to fail, which is what exactly exactly uh, got right, his jaw at, broken yeah, by a teammate. All that all he was set yeah. up to fail and he did. Then he became like this journeyman bouncing all around. He just referenced it there in that clip. He's there in New York with the Giants backing up Eli Manning. The Giants yeah. correctly determined that it was time for Eli to go. Geno steps yep. in and then people in New York lost their minds as if Eli hadn't been struggling for years as if Eli couldn't be replaced and he became the he became the face of, of the Giants dysfunction. He took the hit on that was there one and done and kind of bounced around yep. learning from some great quarterbacks. Yep. Along the way, including Russell Wilson. So I'm, you know, Mike, I'm just happy for him. I'm happy for Geno Smith, yeah. who is now yeah. a QB one. And I'll tell you, I'm gonna pass it to you on this. Yeah. I like the I like the way he's telling his story. You know what he's saying? Every opportunity he gets, everybody is looking for him to say something that is tinged with bitterness. Yeah. And his his message is I'm not I'm not doing this because the haters said I couldn't. I'm doing it because the lover in me knows that I always could. 
and right. I'm getting the I was opportunity. Always a star. Y'all just didn't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting <laughs> the opportunity. <laughs> I'm getting the opportunity. Yeah. He said, "This is home." Yeah. He said, "Seattle yeah. feels like home to me." And you know what it's like when you feel like you've got the ability, and you're just looking for somebody who believes in you. You're looking I think for we an all opportunity. Can to that. Ooh, I love it. We, I, like, we can listen, all relate if they to that. Say, Hey, if they said to me, you got to preach in two hours, I'm preaching that. <laughs> I'm preaching that. Bro, I'm telling you. I love it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Like, like we can all relate to somebody not seeing what you can do. We, we all can relate to being yep. uh, held back by somebody else's uh, imagination or lack thereof. I mean, Geno Smith is all of us to some extent. That's right. Um, but I tell you, you can go all the way back to his when he was drafted. Because remember, he was one of the guys that was left in the green room. And that was a very, uh, that was a spectacle in and of itself. You know, something of an embarrassment, you know, and led to a lot of conversation about, you know, the green room and, and how and who should come to the draft so that a guy doesn't have to, you know, wait till the next day to get his name called and still be there, that sort of thing. So it goes all the way back there. Um, the way he said it after, after game one, you know, after the first game of the season. He was like, they wrote me off, but I ain't right back. I mean, that, that was, that's the line of the year. Geno Smith, yeah. you know, with apologies right. to Brian Robinson coming back from getting shot. Geno Smith is comeback player of the year, and that's the line of the year. They wrote me off, but I didn't write back. I mean, he's just been so, he's done everything right. Um, I'll tell you, I talked to somebody, this was early in the season, about two weeks in, that knows quarterbacks very, very well. And he said something to me that just like I, I raised both eyebrows and I was like, what? I was like, I said, a, I said a word before that and I was like, what? You can imagine what I said. Um, he said that Geno Smith has more natural talent than Joe Burrow. I don't know how we got to comparing those two guys, but he's okay, like Geno okay. Smith in terms of just like his athletic ability has more than Joe Burrow. I, I still don't necessarily see a, 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 a difference or or Geno being better than Joe Burrow, but Maybe he is to the trained eye. I wouldn't, I wouldn't classify mine as a trained eye. But, Michael, what it is, man, and, and, I, and I talk about this in my own journey. I'm sure you talk about it in your own journey. It's like yeah. sometimes, you know, we got to remember that we're right where we're supposed to be. Like, who's to say that Geno Smith ever would have been this in New York? Who's to say that Geno Smith ever would have been this in the other New York, with the other New York team? Who's to say that he ever would have been this in, you know, in San Diego or Los Angeles or the Chargers or whatever, or earlier in Seattle. Maybe he had to go through all of this, count it all joy. Maybe he had to go through yeah. all of this in order to get to this point and be the player that he is now. Maybe he's playing differently than he would have played as a youngster or as somebody who didn't have these experience, experiences, these scars, um, these perspectives. So it's just a great story that keeps getting better. Um, and the other thing I want to point out is I want to give props to the entire organization because we, none oh, of us. Oh, saw, oh, please do. Well, we got to okay, go there, don't we? Well, go even to go back to the summer. I'll go back to the rush trade in a second, but we're going to stay on Geno. Go back to the summer when yep. Pete Carroll was 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 had uh, Drew Locke and Geno Smith competing for the job. And we're like, okay, so they just tanking then, right? They just they just you know they they they're not even work. Like, remember all the Jimmy Garoppolo rumors? If he had gotten cut, that they would jump all over him. Baker Mayfield. Yep. Baker nobody, Mayfield, nobody thought that the winner of that competition, previous backup Geno Smith, 
was going to have them as right now. Sorry, San Francisco, the best team in the NFC West. You know, I mean, th that team right now is playing cohesively. They're playing aggressively. Uh, they lost their number one running back, and now they got a great one, and then a second round pick, and Kenneth Walker the third. Um, it's just a great, great story. And I'll end it by Gino won't say I told you so, but I'll say I told you so, because I distinctly recall being on this, or being on your show, okay. Michael. I was a guest okay. on your show, Michael. Because <laughs> <laughs> see, because here's the problem. Here's the problem. The problem is Jason Johnson does this show more than I do nowadays. So Jason Johnson got you looking at the Seahawks and Russell Wilson through, through, through Jason Johnson colored glasses. Okay, and yep. I recognize the blue yep. now. That's a really, really nice shirt. Far away. It looked like Gene. That's a banging ass shirt right there. Thank you. But Thank you. anyway, Thank you. he got you looking at the Seahawks sideways because of his love affair with Russell Wilson. I remember being on this show with you and Jim Trotter and I'm like, I love this trade for Seattle. Y'all like what yeah. Seattle didn't get enough for Russell Wilson. Seattle what they yeah. did. That's an awful. I'm I like, yo, they made out like bandits here and now even though yeah. they won over in London, Russell Wilson and the Broncos are working for the Seahawks. Three and five. And, and, and the long-term quarterback answer, maybe it's Geno for a few more years, yeah. or maybe Geno's a, a long bridge to the next guy. But whether it's Bryce Young or, um, or C.J. Stroud or anybody else that, that the yep. Seahawks may be looking at from a long-term standpoint, that'll be with the Broncos pick, not Seattle's. Thanks to that awesome trade for your high knee in, in the aisle boy, Russell Wilson. <laughs> That's it. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> no, and, and yo, but don't you love it? Don't you know? Don't you love the move that, that Gino had? We just played it off the top, where you know a lot of people would just be like, "Yeah, you know what? It didn't work out with the Giants or whatever." And then we we showed them today. He's like, "No, as a matter of fact, and thanks for bringing it up. Right. This this for Ben McAdoo and Jerry Reese thanks because for they in believed me. in me." I mean, yeah. like yeah. you can take any situation. You can take any situation, and it's your decision on what you want to do with it. You take any situation. You can focus on what didn't happen, or or the good that came out of it. And I just think every step of the way, Gino this season, and it's okay. They're roughly halfway through with this seventeen. We need another half game. We need another half of football to be officially halfway through the season at eight and a half. But. <laughs> I mean, I think he's already at every step this season. He has taken the high road or he has, yeah. he has turned down like the, the obvious because his story is not obvious. So he, he, he refuses to be a cliche because his story is really not a cliche story. Nobody saw this coming. Maybe Pete Carroll did and, and, that, and people say maybe, that maybe, people people say that, but it's true in this sense, but they really didn't. It's true. It, that's yeah, right. It's true. In this Nobody did. They were supposed and, uh, to be tanking. And, 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 and I, I, I'm going to tell you, Gino is also shout out to the late bloomers. He might be a late bloomer. It might be one of these things might where he be. falls apart, or he could just be a late bloomer. Or I just think, so, I think we just, I think when it comes to quarterbacks, man, especially quarterbacks, but really all players, like they all enter the league the same way for the most part. Yeah, I mean, obviously, undrafted free agents, you know, they have more say, but they're undrafted free agents for a reason. And, and as undrafted free agents, they have more, they're, they're standing on even shakier ground. Shout out to the Temptations. Um, 
when they when they enter the league. But all these players, they have no control over somebody's evaluation and which organization decides mm. to, to bring them in to start their careers. Okay, they're at the mercy of somebody's subjective analysis of them. So in the case of the New York Jets, who how many quarterbacks have the New York Jets cycled through? How, how dysfunctional have the Detroit, excuse me, have, have the uh, New York Giants been in recent years? I mean, that Geno Smith, maybe it was the it was the, just the wrong environment for him. Again, maybe he wasn't ready to be this guy. Probably not, but he certainly wasn't going to be that guy in New York because it seems like nobody could be that guy in New York. I, I, so, so Mike, what you're saying is, I think I, I think I'm picking up a theme here on Brother from Another today. You're, you're saying that sometimes you got to go west. You have to leave the east or the southeast and head west. And you head west. You may find yourself there. You're still not drafted in the first round. Somebody's evaluation, they still miss you. They kind of believe in you, kind of, and they pick you in the second round, even though you got first-round talent. I'm talking about you, Jalen Hurts. You're at Alabama. You're past at Alabama. You lose your position. You go from Alabama to Oklahoma. You're in Oklahoma. You're getting it done. You're a really good quarterback, but they still don't see you as a first-round talent. You get drafted. Some don't in the see you as round. a quarterback. Hey, hey! As a matter of fact, you get drafted in the second round, and the guy who was a first-round pick, he's upset that you're even there. Carson Wentz, he loses his mind that you're there, and you start to push him, and all of a sudden you take over the position, and it was coming into this year. What would we say about Jalen Hurts? Hey, he's got a lot of. We find oh, out was, about. Oh, he was Jalen a question Hurts mark. Year. Oh, yeah, yeah he was right. a question yeah. mark. Yeah, we find out about. He was a big question him. mark around his team. Yeah, yeah, they got so much talent. Nobody's saying Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback. He's got great talent around him. Well, well, well. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is getting it done, and it's not just it's not just Philadelphia being undefeated. Great story. Uh, crushed Pittsburgh yesterday. Won a little money for your boy uh, in the process. Thank you, Philly. Well, I was gonna ask you. But, I was gonna ask you real quick. Don't, don't lose your thought, betting man. Is he is he the front runner for MVP at this point? Given that Allen yeah. was kind of average last night, he's the he's, he's yeah. the odd. He's the, okay, he's and got the plus, high down. He's got the in, he's got the individual stuff plus the team's yeah. undefeated. Yep. Um, but it's not it's not just it's not just Philly and the undefeated. It's that position, like they're. They're they got a riser at quarterback. Like everybody else, if you look at Josh Allen, we came in saying great things and throwing rose petals at, at Josh Allen's feet before the season Wait, even you mean, started. I mean this year, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. this year. Same same with Mahomes. So there's yeah. no question. Right. There's no question about Josh Allen. There's no question about right. Patrick Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady, all that stuff. Jalen Hurts not only is a quarterback of an undefeated team, Jalen Hurts himself individually is a riser. I'm, I'm happy for him. Uh, Philadelphia Philadelphia is not going to fall anytime soon because their quarterback is still figuring out he's got gears that nobody else thought he had and hell, I don't know, Mike, maybe he didn't even know how far he could go, but you bring you bring a lot of talent around him right. and it's bringing out the best in him. They're so, I mean, they got so many resources and don't need a quarterback. What a position Howie Roseman has put this team in to have all these picks yeah. at their disposal 
and it's like, no, but we're good at quarterback. We're straight. You know what I mean? Because they, they put themselves in a position as such where if for some reason Geno, excuse me, uh, Jalen Hurts faltered, they could have gone and been aggressive as they always are and gotten a quarterback. I mean, and this, Look this at dude these is throws. not just. That's what I'm saying. He's not just oh, a runner anymore. Last last year you could say, oh man, you know he just runs a lot. He ain't gonna beat you from the pocket. This dude beating people from the pocket and beating them deep. Okay, he is putting it all together now. Okay, so good. he has taken a quantum leap in year three. And I'll go back to year one of his career. I told you then when Doug Peterson made the move to pull Carson and put him and put Jalen Hurts in the game. And then after the season, they traded Jay, uh, uh, Carson Wentz. I said, yo, Jalen Hurts is built for Philadelphia in a way that Carson Wentz is just not. That city, that team, that organization. I've, I've been in love with Jalen Hurts ever since my man was pulled for Tua Tagovailoa. And was, it was, at the, was that the national championship game? Let me make sure I get it this was. right. Was that the national title yep. game? And then a year later, in the same stadium, won SEC the SEC championship, championship game. game. Yes. Right. In a se- when he when he stayed through that before he went to be a Heisman finals at Oklahoma, that told me everything I needed to know about Jalen Hurts. And shout out to the Eagles for having the best celebrations. Apologies to Patrick Peterson because the Call of Duty celebration was savage, but the Eagles breaking out the stomp the yard was next level. But that was great. Let me say this about the, let me say this about the team though, because this is fascinating, and I don't think we just we should just gloss over. Oh, they are defeated. Not that you weren't, but you're making a larger point about about Jalen Hurts, but yeah, not that you were, were glossing over, but they're undefeated. In 2022, the Eagles are 7-0, about to be 8-0. I, I, it's safe to say they're going to Houston any given Sunday or Thursday, as the case may be, but they should beat Houston, okay? They're looking at 8-0 yeah. in a league in which, and this is per the NFL, there have been a record number of games decided by six points or fewer or eight mm-hmm. points or fewer through the first eight weeks of any season. 55 games have been decided by six points or fewer. 71 mm-hmm. games have been decided by eight points or fewer. In week eight, with one game left tonight, Bengals uh, Browns, 10 of the 14 games played were one score contest at some point in the fourth quarter. And so far, 94 games have been one score contests at some point in the fourth quarter. I bring up those numbers to say this is a league that is designed for everybody to be able to beat everybody and the Eagles ain't losing anybody right now. This they are such a complete team firing it all firing on all cylinders. I just hope they're able to sustain this and be playing their best football at the end of the year and not be one of those teams that plateaus early and and, and, and finds it finds and starts to struggle late in the year and get upset in the playoffs. They seem like they're built to last, but so far and they've separated themselves. Everybody else has has, has has had a game that they either gave away or a stinker or something. This not this group. And they're tested and they're well tested. You look at the, the division that they play in now. That division is is Woo. tough. Oh, got my. Philly, it, I, I would say you've got the two What's gotten into teams. the commanders. Gary, what's got into the, the commanders? Right. <laughs> two, two best teams in the NFC, maybe in the same division. You got Philadelphia and Dallas. I know uh, Dallas, you know, lost to Philly with Cooper Rush as the backup quarterback there. Dak yeah. wasn't back yeah. yet. But the Cowboys looked great yesterday. 
the Giants lose, but they've only lost a right. couple of games. So you've got yeah. uh, you've got six, a couple of six and twos, and a seven and zero oh in the NFC East, and the Commanders, and the Commanders coming back showing some toughness and heart yesterday in Indianapolis. I'm telling you. So it's what not. I, hey, you remember how excited I was about Tyler Taylor Heineke? I got receipts. Taylor Heineke, I was excited about yeah. him last year. I thought, and listen, I got excited about him. His first couple starts, he fell off. I know nobody thinks he's a long-term answer, but they respond to him in just a different way. That that team, they just seem to play and rally around him. He ain't the, he ain't the guy you want. I'm going to get into this next segment, the 80-20 rule. I'm going to get into the 80-20 rule okay. in the, the next segment. Okay. Also, okay. you said he might have the two best teams in the, uh, in the NFC, in the NFC East. You did the same thing I did, and you didn't. You failed to mention somebody. We'll get into I, that I know, team. I know, I know. You know I, I did it last week, though. I did it last, so it ain't just you. It might be a lot I of people. I keep doing it. Yeah. I keep doing it. We got to talk about him. But I, talk about I, him. Had him in the, I had them in the playoffs in the preseason for our picks. I don't remember if I had them win a division. I think I still have sorry as remember the division. I did not even take them seriously. Yeah, I didn't take him seriously. What did he lead the division by four games now? Three, four games? Now that's a tease. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. It's my responsibility, so um, I have to do a much better job of getting ourselves ready to go here. Um, that's that's We're better than that, and uh, you know I apologize to Raider Nation for, for that performance, and uh, again, I own that. Um, I think the first time I heard of the 80-20 rule was when um, Richard T. Jones was dogging out Jill Scott and Why Did I Get Married? Mm. And you know the 80-20 rule, right? For those that don't know the 80-20 mm. rule, um, that's when you got 80% of what you need, but you lose it in search of that other 20%. Okay? It's mostly, you know, brought up in, in terms of relationships. Mm-hmm. The Las Vegas Raiders, as we all know, uh, overcame as much adversity in a season that I can remember in recent memory, given everything from, from John Gruden to um, Henry Ruggs. I'm Henry sure I'm Ruggs. missing some stuff, but it was just David like Arnett. one thing after another. Now, all, yeah, yep. Yeah. They, lot, they, they, they end up getting hot at the end of the year. Picks. They, yep. they, make, they make the playoffs. Rich Passaccia is interim coach. Mark Davis says, nah, you ain't good enough. You ain't sexy enough. You ain't shiny enough. I'm not winning no press conferences with Rich Passaccia. I got to go get me a big name coach. I got to go get the, the, a guy off the Belichick tree who's already had technically two jobs before. Um, I got to get a guy that didn't work out in Denver. I got to get a guy that didn't want to work for Indianapolis. I got to get a guy that's been hidden in New England for all this time. And I got to I got to sacrifice what I got going here. The players want Rich Passaccia, but I want yeah. Josh McDaniels because I want to win the offseason. I want to win the press. And I'm conference. not going to listen to the players. Have, I, I, I want to have everybody picking my team 
to, to win the teams. AFC West. I want, I, I want yeah. glitz and glamour in Las Vegas, right? And listen, man, player, those same players deserve some responsibility. But to me, there's one variable here, and that's the head coach. And something ain't right with this group. And a fish rots from the top. Something is not right with this group in general. And that's on Josh McDaniels. And the Raiders are getting exactly what they deserve. Because you had something good going. And then you messed it up. And now you just messed up. Bruh. 20, we, talked, we talked the other day about dominant defenses. You know how hard it is to get shut out in the NFL? Bruh, everything is designed for you to score in the NFL. From penalties... <laughs> To the way the game is officiated, it is designed for you to put points in the end zone. And I grew up with the, I'll, I'll put the ball in the end zone and put points on the board. I grew up with the Dome Patrol. These Saints, the Dome Patrol, they ain't. 24 nothing? Are you kidding me? From, from a supposed offensive genius? Right. And, and Mike, they, they, they crossed the, What's up with your boy? What's up with your boy? They crossed the 51. With Jared Stidham. With Jared Stidham, <laughs> though. Not even with Derek Carr. Another guy, another guy that Josh McDaniels brought in, <laughs> Jared Sinem from New England. But no, look, think about this. This is, uh, I, I feel for Josh. This, this is not good. Josh McDaniels, you already brought up Denver, so you can excuse that away. He, he got the head coaching job at Denver when he was 32 years old, and he was given power at 32. So a lot of people can't handle that too much too soon. Everybody uh, ain't showing me start off. I got it. Right, and they started off six and zero in Denver, his first time there. Then they fell apart, and then he was gone in the middle uh, of year two. Got it. He waits. He waits for the perfect opportunity. Takes Indianapolis. Says, "Nah, I'm not. No, nah, I'm not comfortable. Still waiting for that perfect opportunity." The Raiders come in. Not only do the Raiders give him a 100% raise. Thank you. <laughs> give him a 100% raise. <laughs> they give him. Uh, the power to name his own general manager. So he brought in his own general manager and, and yep. Dave Ziegler. They gave him spending him. power. They gave him spending power so he can go out. He can bring in Chandler Jones and he can he can uh, bring in uh, Devontae Adams and give him a huge contract and do all these things. And, uh, you know, a little side. They, they don't say no to anything. And this is what the, the team has. So I, I don't know what kind of contract he has. Uh, I hope the agent has done a really good job. I don't think Mark Davis is going to be patient. He probably should be patient with them because if you think if you think Josh McDaniels was your guy at the beginning of 2022, you probably uh, here toward the end of 2022 as bad as it looks right now. You should probably stick with him, but I'm not sure that he will. And I'll tell you, you said something's not right about this team. I'll tell you what's not right about him. Uh, they weren't that good last year. Uh, it was an amazing no. job. It was, ama it was right. an amazing job. They did, they did a great yeah. job they under Rich Bisaccia. That's true. They responded. They strung uh, together they, some they, wins, but they, they probably did. weren't as good but as they're not, They probably weren't a 10 They're not that good. They're, right. they're, they're not that good. That's fair. And, so, and I know they've been missing Waller. But I mean, like, how, how, does, yeah. how, does Devont, how does Devontae Adams get one catch? Like, why is it so hard to get Devontae Adams the ball? Like that, like if nothing else, if you if you accomplish nothing else, you should be able to get seventeen the ball. You know how does Hunter Renfro get one catch? Why like Josh Jacobs been running the ball like crazy the last few weeks? I I just I don't get this group. 
But again, there's one variable, one major variable. You had Devontae Chandler, there are other variables in terms of the players. But this organization decided to go in a different direction. I don't think they knew that, that that direction was going to be down from last year. Well, I, I know uh, you, you know some folks that, that we, we I, I, I ain't going to call his name, but you know who I'm talking about. The guy, uh, a, a former NFL executive who, who frequently talked about managing expectations and talked about it in, in a very uh, uh, sagacious way. Let's put it that way. But yeah. this is this is really this is about managing expectations. See if I'm if I'm a head coach in the NFL, I don't want to win. I don't want to be seen as a winner <laughs> of the offseason or winner of the right. press conference. Want to fly under that radar? Not that good. I, I don't want yeah. that. But he's supposed to be the quarterback whisperer, man. I don't know what he's done to Derek Carr. Still, honestly. I have no idea. You know. No, but he didn't do anything to Derek Carr. He didn't do. That's who he is. Look, you look. You look at that division. Remember, remember, division. remember a couple weeks ago I told you Derek Carr was my mother. Derek Carr, yeah. like yesterday, was this mother? <laughs> it was. It was like, it was like, come on, man. Come on. I mean, those two teams in that division that I thought, okay, they're going to have a regression. Well, I thought the Raiders definitely would would, would regress. Uh, the Broncos, the Broncos and Raiders have the same thing in common. They made a big move in the offseason, and everybody lost their minds. As yeah. if this is it. Yeah. This is it. Okay, now. You're there. Now we're talking about competing for the AFC West title. Now, hold on. Hold on. You're not Kansas City. You got a lot of work to do. And if the Raiders allow McDaniels and Dave Ziegler to do the job, get get that work done, I think they'll be happy. Question is, will they allow it to happen? I'm guessing no, because it's the Raiders. It's Mark Davis. Three coaches in three coaches in two years is, is tough. Hey, before we get to this break, we got Charles on the other side of this break. Yo, we got to give props to one other team. We've taken a half hour, more than a half hour to, to mention them. Last week, you talked about, like, who's good. And I rattled off some team names. Earlier in the show, you talked about who's the best teams in the NFC. They both might be in the NFC East. Bro, the Vikings, Ooh. they're good at winning. I know that much. They're yeah. good at winning. Yeah. 6-1. 6-1. 6-1. You know what I'm saying? Like, it might not always, they might not run through people the way the Eagles do. But they got a capable quarterback. Okay. Um, we know they can run the ball. They got two guys that can run it. 18 is a problem, and defensively, they played very well. So, on contrary to the Raiders, who may have had something with Versace and decided to go go big and, and, and blow up in their face at this point, the Vikings knew that it was the Mike Zimmer thing had run its course. And they went and got Kevin O'Connell. And a lot of people look at that hire sideways, like, oh, here they go again. Get another guy off the Sean McVay tree. You know, everybody wants to be the next Sean McVay. Is Kevin O'Connell really that guy? So far, so good. Like, they're responding to him. He's pushing the right buttons, unlike the pre- the guy we just finished talking about. And uh, that McVay tree is beautiful. I like that, that McVay tree. Yeah. It must it, it, is that thing. Uh, it, did it start in Eden? I'm not sure. I mean, it's <laughs> unbelievable. Some it of the things that he's got. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. mean, he's got some things going there. It, 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 McVay himself, and then everybody else who has uh, who has sprung from him. But not only that, Mike, it took O'Connell. Remember who we thought they were going to hire? Move on from Zimmer. They get O'Connell, and it was Harbaugh. It was Jim Harbaugh right. came in, right? And right. they interviewed right. him, and it was like, oh, it's just a matter of time. This is smart. 
you know, uh, he, he's about to he's about to get this job in the NFL and he blew it. Fortunately, he blew the interview uh, as Jim Harbaugh often does That's for right. his uh, whatever size shoe he, he wears his size 12 13 14 whatever it is uh, right in his mouth. And so he lost the job turned people off and they go and it goes to Kevin O'Connell. I, I don't know why I do this with the Vikings. Is it location? Is it East Coast East Coast bias? Maybe I do have an East Coast bias. Okay. Um, where I just don't pay attention to the middle of the country. Do I or or is it that the Vikings have had some gaudy offensive statistics before they've been a playoff team many times before and just yeah. when that moment comes that that moment comes when like, okay, here they've it is. Tease. Yeah, they get they've been a tease as, as their fans very well. know, they've been a tease, but I hope so. But, I hope I hope it works out for them. But like, I just I apologize. I can't we keep can't keep having conversations. They go win the division the best teams in the NFC and not include the six and one. I, I, I when they were five and one I brain cramp didn't think didn't, didn't mention them yet last last week because it's Eagles. It's Cowboys. It's how how did the Giants keep doing this? You know, it's the 49ers and, Here's can, a real all, test. and can all their talent come together. What's the real test? Here's a real test. I'm gonna put them in my bets your money this week and see if they pay off for me. If they pay off for me, then they're a good team. If not, I ain't got nothing for them. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Hey, Michael, let's play a game of how well do you know your partner? What is my favorite or who is my favorite organization in the NFL? My favorite. Oh, yes. Favorite organization. That would be the Baltimore Ravens. I just love the way they do and have done business over the years. And they've made a major move today in the form of acquiring two-time all-pro linebacker Roquan Smith playing on an expiring contract. Remember, he had the hold in this offseason with the Bears. A couple days ago, we saw him literally move to tears with Robert Quinn was traded to another aggressive organization, the Philadelphia Eagles, for a fourth-round pick. Roquan Smith goes to the Baltimore Ravens just moments ago for second and fifth round picks in the 2023 draft. The Ravens already had two fifth round picks. Um, This is a guy who is leading the league in tackles this season and over the last five seasons. Only Bobby Wagner has more tackles than Roquan Smith. They're just always there at the end making smart moves like this fortifying that defense. Charles, bro, what do you think of this move? They knew who they are. I mean, the Ravens are, this is very on brand. I mean, uh, he and Patrick Queen together, man, that's just, that's a lot of speed. <laughs> that's a lot of playmaking. Yeah. Um, right. and, and on a defense that needs it, right? I mean, let's, let's be real here. Like they, they need help up front. Um, I, I hope this isn't their only move though. You know, I, I do think that there's potentially other opportunities out there for them particularly considering that the Rashad Bateman um, injury could be 
a you know a little more elongated than they expect. But um, I, I, if you had asked me, given playoff window, style, fit, all these different things, pick a team. This this is it. This is the team. This is the team I, I yeah. would have um, put him on. Um, it's I, it's perfect for them. And I also think this is the destination too, where realistically they could potentially work out a, a long-term deal with him. I, as you said, he's on an expiring yeah. contract, but I, I think they'll pay him. They're not cheap. Contrary right. to the Lamar and, Jackson negotiation yeah. and the perception around that, not that they're yeah. shortchanging Lamar Jackson, they pay their players. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and another and, thing too, people should understand this kind of addition. Defensive additions are great because they, they can typically step in pretty quickly, contribute really quickly. Um, offensive additions, there's more of a, you know, it takes time to adjust well, and they know, play, get they play next week at New Orleans. So there's a there's a, a longer week, if you will, before right. they play New Orleans on Monday night, then they have their bye. Yep. And then again, this is the NFL, but here's a schedule. Play host to the Panthers on the 20th of November play host to or they visit the Jaguars on the 27th play host to the Broncos on December 4th at the Steelers on December 11th. Then they get the Browns, um, the Falcons, the first place Falcons, the Steelers again, and then they finish with the Bengals. So favorable schedule, if we could say yeah. that in today's NFL. Yeah, they have well, a chance to get wrong. I would wrong. say this, so. Well, Charles, uh, I, I want to look at the other side of it, though. I mean, as Michael pointed out, they already traded Robert Quinn for a fourth-round pick to Philadelphia. Yep. Now they trade Roquan Smith. Shout out to him because he was he he expressed himself. He made himself very clear before the season started. Uh, they weren't working with him. He wanted a new contract. He wasn't going to get it. He said, "I'm going to focus on the season." And he has. Uh, he he has played well. The team hasn't, but he has. But they trade. They get a second round pick and a fifth round pick. So you trade two great players, and you get draft picks back. No first rounders. I, I understand Ryan Pohl's new general manager, but if I'm ownership, I, it can't just be we're rebuilding. Yeah, and what? Like, what's your plan? Like, what are you doing? What? Tell me something beyond, hey, these draft picks could turn into good players. Yeah, that's obvious. What's your vision for the Chicago Bears? Because if I'm a Bears player or a Bears fan today, I'm extremely right. discouraged. Well, you're, look, first off, your vision is to not pay a linebacker 18 to $20 million in a, in a rebuild that that's going to take. Uh, uh, yeah, by the way, that does not rush the passer. Um, in, a, in a situation where you're looking at a, a build that it's, there's a lot to address here, okay? And I also think there is a mindset of if what we're starting to see from Justin Fields, this is like, okay, we're starting to see some traction, if we're going to start to trust him throwing down field, like they need as many draft picks as possible to fortify things around him. And I know Matt Eberflus is a, is a defensive coach, but I think the way that you, you approach this is Eberflus can get his guys in there that he wants on defense, that he knows fit his scheme, what he wants to do. And then you pour a lot of the, the draft assets into building around Justin Fields. If indeed, um, that is their guy moving forward. If they can figure that out by the, the end of the season. I just think it's about who are you paying and what is your window? They don't have a window. Yeah. So you're going to eat up yeah. a lot of his contract um, well, in something that's closer. not a window. Yeah, and by the way, yeah. no one's doing 
team-friendly deal and uh, quote-unquote team for everybody wants the three-year deal the four-year deal they want every and this is another younger guy who wants a shorter term deal so that he can get to free agency again before yeah. he runs out of, of his prime and it just I, I from a financial you know sense I get this and also from a building sense if you're going to build around Justin Fields you need as many picks as possible well Mike in picks to do what Baltimore has done for Lamar Jackson, you asked what, what, what's their vision. Coincidentally, they should be looking at Baltimore and how they've tailored their offense, you know, tight ends, obviously offensive line, running quarterback. They don't throw, they, they don't exactly, they don't throw it enough to say, oh, they got to have a big time wide receiver out there. Right. We saw the second half of his last game against Tampa. They won that game because Ooh. they remember who they are and they ran the ball in the second half. Ran, if Justin ran Fields down, is going to be doing these design runs like this, yep. Maybe they need to be treating Justin Fields like Lamar, like their version of Lamar Jackson. And and they're catching on to uh, what I hope is a trend moving forward in the league that you can you can now take some of these speedy receivers or or guys who simply just need the ball in their hands and figure out a way to give it to them that doesn't necessarily mean you got to throw. I like Devin Duvernay, okay, who by the way Michael Smith mm -hmm. turned down the trade last week, but anyway. Don't, uh, don't you dare uh, bring up that uh, trade, uh, Jody. Uh, <laughs> I want to. I want to go ahead. I want to uh, go ahead and 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 get oh, the ball man. in his hands because he's fast. Uh, you know, Debo Samuel. I think there's just you have um, teams. I think are now looking at wide receivers and saying, can we hybrid turn more of these guys into hybrid players? Run reverses, run sweeps, like figure out ways just to get the ball in their hands so that they can use that speed and not necessarily just make it targets down the field targets down the field. Right. I'm going to save our time and not nobody cares about our fantasy shenanigans, but we I'm, I'm calling you after this show because I'm not going to I'm not even gonna put you on blast right now with that trade off. I over offered. Okay. I over offered. But anyway. bullshit. Are you serious? Are you serious right now? You just you, you just am, try to get a rise am, out of me. You try to get I'm a rise. I'm glad out of me. you turned it down. Successful. I'm glad you successful. turned it down because it is off the table now. It is no. You had one shot at that deal. You're never getting that shot again. Yeah, and, well, and I, stop. And, and I'm Charles, about, I'm, I'm Charles, trust you. I'm so hard right now. Hold on, Michael. Hey, Mike. It was a trade. Okay, Mike. Forget it. It was a trade. Hold on. That, no, that, that, what? This lets me further know. This lets me further know that he didn't overoffer because. He's like, oh, it's off the table. You had your one. No, no, no. No, Listen, you did okay, not. Okay, I'll make, make it quick. I'll make it quick. Look, Deontay Foreman went smooth off, and it would have been great to have him in my lineup. This dude offered me Kirk Cousins, Devin DuVernay, Odell mm -hmm. Beckham, and Deontay Foreman for Josh mm -hmm. Allen. And wait, Josh Allen and Keenan Allen. Not just busted, Josh Allen, but Josh Allen wheel, and Keenan Allen. Busted wheel, Keenan Allen. Busted wheel, Keenan Allen. At least he got a team. Odell you got Odell, Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> Coming. <laughs> okay. What are you talking about? Deontay Ooh, Foreman is off. Look, look, Devin Duvernay. Like Devin Duvernay is. Hold on. Is Ava Duvernay coming with arbitrary? What kind of trade offer is that? Let me let me arbitrate this. Let me arbitrate this, Charles. Why like did you three include guys Odell that, Beckham Jr.? The, the three Why guys that were, because, because, because Mike is confident he's going to make the playoffs, number one, okay? So he will be there for the playoffs. Number two, the three maybe, guys that Mike's maybe. banging on scored like 75 points this week. And Mike, did you win this week? What's your record going to be? No. Oh, you talking what? shit. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. I'm, oh, you feel, you're feeling good you're about your team. You're going to be five. Oh, listen. 
Eight, I'm gonna be four and four. Ain't no such thing as halfway crooks is both be seven and one. You got a really good group, but that was an awful trade offer, and you know it. Let's get back to reality. I got smoke for you after this show. You know, but you know, I love nothing more than trades. So there's another one though. Um, I think our Peter King, if I'm not mistaken, it was Peter King, talked about the Dolphins and Jets were both willing to offer first round picks for Bradley Chubb. Do you see the now three and five, I believe? Um, Three and five yeah. Broncos deciding to move on, or are they going to sign him? Going back to that window you talked about, or do they sign him to a long-term deal? Bradley, I, I think I, uh, I look, they need pass rushers. But here's the thing, and and I know this was definitely a thought process coming into the season. Health is a big deal. They would love to have Bradley Chubb and sign him to a long-term a deal, but he misses a lot of games, and 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 they do need him, but I. He is one of those guys that I think it's definitely possible that that he gets dealt. He Kareem Hunt, I think, is another guy. Brandon Cooks, those are three individuals that I might even be more surprised if they don't get dealt um, at the trade deadline because I think there's interest in all three of those guys, and I, I actually think there's decent. There will be decent offers on the table when the the deadline rolls around tomorrow. I I, I follow football very closely, and I and I can almost guarantee you. That I can't name all of Brandon Cooks' teams. I, like, if, if I try to talk about all the teams he's played for, I've yeah, forgotten wild. somebody. How many times has he played for the Texans? Like four different times. Like I don't know. I have <laughs> lost track of, of, of Brandon Cooks and where he's going. But I do want to ask you about the real Josh Allen, not the fantasy uh, Josh Allen. The real deal. Trade uh, trades off the table. So, you would take. You so, would still take so, that trade in a second. Nope. <laughs> so last time, <laughs> if what is. if anything. What, if anything, did you learn last night from Sunday Night Football? Bills versus Packers. I know Diggs and Alexander were talking their stuff, but right. just looking at that game, those teams, what did you, what did you learn uh, from that game last night, Charles? I, I was, I thought it was really interesting how, I mean, look, the Green Bay running game, it gashed Buffalo at times. And I thought it was interesting that I don't know if it was Vaughn Miller who who admitted it or if it was Aaron Rodgers, but that little kind of back and forth they had, I think it was Vaughn who said to Aaron, like, I'm like, why aren't you guys throwing it more? He brought, he brought up the fact that they were just pouring everything into the run game, which I think was out of necessity. But but I was a little alarmed that I'm like, OK, well, teams are watching this right now. The first thing they're going to do is say, how is Green Bay executing this? Why they I mean, because they there was. If there was a moment that Green Bay was going to get back in the game, it was because Aaron Jones was running over um, Buffalo. And, you know, so I don't think – I think Buffalo is very much a perfect team. I think that especially if they're healthy. Um, yeah, that Poyer injury Yeah, the Poyer injuries, you know, that's problematic. But um, I would look at that, at what Green Bay was able to accomplish running the football and see if that's a real weakness or if it was just – Buffalo Charles, getting Charles don't want that guy. Charles Charles don't want that guy. He don't want that guy on his team. <laughs> that guy's not good enough for his team. No, but honestly, I mean, you know what Aaron Rodgers is now? You know what Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is what we used to call and it had a negative connotation to it, but it's naturally part of all quarterbacks job. Aaron Rodgers is the game manager now. Like that's the only way they're going to win is, is, is him handing the ball off a bunch of times to them two running backs. That's the best thing they do right now. He listen, the there's an, Zero question that the, the Devonte Adams impact. This is one hundred percent what we're seeing right now. I mean, can he's, they trade just him back? 
can can can, they, can I mean if they go throw it to him one yeah. time if you catch one pass from the Raiders can he can we reverse that somehow? It, isn't it what's funny? What's funny? What's funny about it is neither like both guys are hurting after you know Devontae goes to Vegas. Obviously Aaron does his deal in, in Green Bay, but they need each other and they sorely miss each other at this stage. Um, and given how things are going in Las Vegas, I really wonder if Adams had it to do over again, he would just say, oh, hey, I wasn't treated the greatest by the front office. Yeah. 80-20. 80-20 rule. Listen, Charles, we were talking about Vegas earlier and Josh McDaniels, and I said, I don't know if, if Mark Davis has the patience to stay with McDaniels. Yeah. He should, but it's yeah. Mark Davis. What, what, what kind of sense do you get on this? Do you think uh, McDaniels has plenty of time to figure this thing out? I think that there's a, the, the, these lengthy conversations that are happening between Josh McDaniels and Mark Davis. It's because when, when Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler went in there, it was, we're not going to do the reboot, okay? Um, let us devote some money in free agency, which they did. Obviously, they, they, they go and they get Devontae Adams. Um, you go and you get Chandler Jones, Rocky Sin. I mean, there was there was money poured into um, this situation, and I think Mark Davis is kind of like, okay, so what what's the deal now? Like, where like what needs to be fixed? What's not working right now? I I think if you do have one retort, if you're if you're Dave Ziegler and you're and you're um, Josh McDaniels, it's Mark. Let me show you all the drafts of the past regime. And let me show you all the building blocks that should have been here now that are not and how much that hurts the underlying value of the roster. And we are now learning that this is probably a little more of a, of a rebuild than we expect. Hey, Charles, we got Bye. one minute before we got to, we got to go. Last question I got for you is can anybody get to Jerry Jones and convince him that Ezekiel Good Elliott God. is Man. that he is the complimentary back? Now, okay, cool. You love Zeke. He could be yeah. on the team, but he is the thunder to Tony Pollard's right. lightning. Like this, this yeah. we've all seen this with our own eyes that Tony Pollard's been the better running back, and Completely yesterday should have proved it. Yeah, I think I think it's no. To me, he's he electrifies the offense. I mean, like that's and and I, I think Zeke's actually having a good season. I think he's playing well this year. He's running hard. Um, I like things I'm seeing out of Zeke, but the reality is, I think I'm with you. I think. It should be reversed. I think Pollard should be your primary, and Zeke should be yeah. your goal line guy, the the one who so yarded guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes, I did trade him away. I, I did trade him away. Hey, Charles, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to Jedi mind trick me <laughs> into thinking I passed on a great trade, and then begging you to take that trade, and then you it's add working. Josh Allen to that juggernaut that you though. already have. <laughs> Charles' team is dope. I can't front. I can't front. Team is dope. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, Mike, I want to say happy Halloween. It's one of my favorite holidays. It also happens to be my lovely wife, Oni. It's her birthday. So happy birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, we're going to have fun. We're going to trick or treat. And we're going to celebrate my wife. 
Well, keeps the holidays going. Happy brother. birthday, keeps Robinson. Happy early birthday, Robinson. Happy birthday, Oni. That's Robinson. right. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.